Word met. Whatever happened to the dream you had when you said, One day I'm gonna be so high in the sky, I'm gonna be no different from a bird's cause I'm a pilot. I got so much compassion in my heart, and in this lifetime, I'm gonna help as many people as I can because I'm a nurse. The whole world's gonna know about me, and everybody's gonna hear my name because I am a star. I'm gonna help build the best houses with the best foundations and the best buildings in the world in this lifetime because I'm an architect and that's who I am. See at the time that your vision took flight, you took pictures of what you wanted to be and you placed them on the wall of your bedroom because in your mind you were so convinced that you could become that and so much more. And now, Capital 263. Hey guys, how are you? It's good to be back. Uh, it's been a long time. It's been like a month or so since I haven't recorded anything because I was busy in school with, yeah, and all that stuff. But I'm glad school is now over. So once again, welcome to the Career Pod. It's a weekly podcast hosted by myself, Casey, and my course, who unfortunately is not available today. Uh, we're from Career Zimbabwe. And the aim of the podcast is to develop and share career information for parents, students, teachers, employees, and all that, and all everyone around and we get to share information and um, and we talk about career decisions, changes and transitions. We dare you to dream big, start small and start now. So today in our episode, my welcome back episode, we have Ronald. I, am, I have a rule here, Ronald. You introduce yourself and you give your profile because <laughs> I don't want to miss anything out. So, go ahead. All right. Uh, hello, guys. Uh, my name is Ronald. Uh, I'm a, basically I'm a freelance human resource consultant. I'm also a, a career development organizational development practitioner. Uh, basically, my academic background is I have a human resource uh, degree from the University of Nelson Mandela Metropolitan, which is based in South Africa. And I've been in this field of human resources for now in my heading towards my fifth year okay. in the field so yeah basically that's my profile <laughs> all right so guys today we're talking about um things that you should avoid things that end your career stuff like uh being blacklisted having a criminal records talking doing some crazy stuff that we do in the office right there that that's my end your career and we don't want that so we felt like we should give you that information so that you know that when you're about to do this, you know you're stepping in line. So, Ronald, what is it that people should avoid in the first place? Well, in the first place, uh, you should know what type of employee you are, mm-hmm. you know, and what your principles and own values are. Uh, I, I've seen in my career where I've worked with a lot of people, some people actually don't know who they are, and this drives them to, to areas that that damage their career, to say the least. You know, you could be an ethical person and then you enter a field that demands sometimes to break those ethical principles, mm-hmm. you know, and you fail to do that. And sometimes you lose the job. Or you're a person who's like really in a tough spot and then you decide to start doing things to benefit yourself, which can, in the long run, is a short-term, short-term gain, and then in the long run, you're damaging you're yourself. You're damaging yourself, okay. So, um, so if I say, like, um, 
I'm a talkative person. I like to blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in an environment where that doesn't allow, you know, for me to be that free-spirited person. And it might actually get me in trouble with my boss or my supervisor, whoever is next in charge. So how then does one handle that? Because you know, the moment you get in the bad books with your boss, uh, things might not end well for you. Yeah, true. Well, the first thing, like I said, you need to know what type of employee you are. Mm-hmm. Then one of the biggest things that you need to understand is what type of environment you're working in. Understand what the culture and the norms of that institution or organization you're working in demands. If it's one that requires you not to be a blabbermouth or be free spirit, <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. the, what the youth say today, like being a free spirit and being that expressive, it's a bit difficult because... At the end of the day, you're not in that institution for life. There's a 87% guarantee that you're not going to be there forever. Forever. You know, you might move on and you'll need those people that you worked with to give you references. And remember, a bad reference affects your future employability. All right. So I'll, I'll like to talk about, um, I have a friend who um, once in his life got in trouble Actually, he was framed, you know, when you're in, like, in the office, you have friends, you work together, and they tried to do some deals, but they didn't go well, and in the end, he was the backup fallout, actually. <laughs> and then he ended up being blacklisted. So as an employee or someone who is out there doing stuff and I get blacklisted, that means... um. I'm not being able to go to another job or whatever industry that I'm in. So what constitutes, my question is, what then constitutes a person to have done something so bad that would make them be blacklisted? Well, there are a lot of things, but the most common ones in our uh, country mm-hmm. is mainly fraud and corruption. You know, I think you've seen it in the newspaper where they put an advert like, so, so, so doesn't work for us anymore. This is their ID number. If they say they're representing us, they're no longer working for us, which is a heads up to other companies like, oh, this person is is on the blacklist because they've committed a crime. So basically, when you get into that situation, it's it, they say you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. If you admit that you've committed this crime, you're guilty. But if you're innocent, like your friend... Mm-hmm. They should have had a chance to appeal, you know, like I've been framed, this is what happened. Every employee in the workplace has that right to stand up for themselves, to to stand that I'm innocent. You know, they need to be heard. They, that's why in that's why there's the labor court. If you mm-hmm. want to go to the labor court and appeal, but sometimes you're allowed to go to the, your own organization and have a disciplinary hearing to prove your innocence, which is something most people don't want to do. <laughs> because they're like, ah, no, if, if I don't want to go this route, you know. It says there's the lawyer charges, that'll be keep bailing up, so. Yeah, you, you can go the lawyer charge because in a disciplinary hearing in an organization, you're allowed to have a representative. Mm-hmm. It could be a lawyer, it could be somebody from the union, you know, or anybody else, which is rare, but usually you're, you're advised to have a lawyer and somebody from the union to represent you. Or if you want, in the rare cases, you can represent yourself. But you have that right to to be heard first before being made guilty. But then isn't um, being black blacklisted just uh, the furthest step ever? Because I feel like I've committed fraud, right? Or whatever that is. 
was in that moment of weakness i did something but then being blacklisted now isn't that too much for me too much for a person to say that you know once you're blacklisted that that means you're unemployable and that true, means that's true. the end of my career forever isn't that just a step further no it's not well look like you said you're in a moment of weakness it's a choice you're a human being every we choice make mistakes yeah we make mistakes <laughs> but every choice has a price mm-hmm. you know everything you do at the end has a price because mm-hmm. you can't say you know it was a moment of weakness i made i made a mistake sometimes yes it's a moment of weakness it's a mistake but you're gonna have to pay the price because you can't say all right i've committed fraud i got 300 dollars from company i'm in poverty my dad's it was a moment of weakness i did it but you stole it in the end of the day you're gonna have to pay the price you got I have, I don't think there will be a company that says I know we understand you know things are going to almost every day every employee will be doing it like oh I was in more few weeks because they let this person go same thing can happen to me so sometimes you need to step up and step up and, and, and accept <laughs> accept your to the consequences so that means I for the rest of now until forever I might not have a job then no 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 not forever basically some people are blacklisted and like maybe can last for two three years like um if i give an example to most political parties okay. they can suspend you for like five years and then you can come back it's sort of the same thing with being blacklisted you're you're kicked out like you can be blacklisted <laughs> for like three four years and then maybe after that when things have died down then you can get an employee job but it's not the end of the world some people yes you're blacklisted but you can go do something for yourself try to work for yourself it's an option It's not the end of the world. Yes, but not of, not all of us uh, can be entrepreneurs or whatever. But then um another thing um when I was like uh looking up online, I saw that um another thing that can get you unemployable is um or end your career is a criminal record. So say like I'm just I'm graduate right now, right? Mm-hmm. So probably once in my life I was arrested for something stupid like uh <laughs> let's just say try um, um driving was under the influence and then okay. i have a criminal record so and then once there was something in the past right true, something that true. i did and but then now come come when i'm looking for a job and then they do their background check and then they find out i have a criminal record Well, it'll state that you, you your record states this 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 so mm-hmm. if if the employer is like looking at it most people they can cons- it's rare that some will actually go and say okay what what kind of criminal record is this like oh it's driving under the influence it was happened like 15 years ago it's like oh, it's okay it's in the past you know but they will question you and you're like oh, when you go for an interview and they're like oh you have a cr- criminal record you know try to find out what steps you've taken to rehabilitate yourself from that mm-hmm. record there are those yeah but most jobs require that people have clean backgrounds even that small mistake like i said every mistake you make has a price <laughs> you know it could be long term you know but that's what the price is all right um so in your opinion again from an hr perspective right you the guys you the guys who do the hiring and the firing so what else uh should people be aware of that the mistakes that people do that might cost them their careers you know um, the one thing i've noticed is that people need to be wary of who they are and what they're doing 
mm-hmm. you know i realized like one of the biggest things like uh this past year uh i was helping a certain institution recruit and one of the background checks we had to do was social media checks and the things we found on some of the potential employees like they have a great cv and then we see some of the things they post online and then most of the bosses are like okay this is interesting you know you know because at the end of the day you're gonna have somebody who will represent your institution and they post stuff like this and they'll be like okay this is this is shaky you know some actually didn't get, go come for the interview because bosses are like ah no no i don't no. want somebody who posts kind of this kind of stuff in our institution you know so people have to be weary of what they do and who they are yes our situations and our environments may push us to do some to make some difficult choices but at the end of the day like i said some of the choices you're gonna have to own up because it's a choice that you made you know you didn't have somebody force you into it <laughs> you had you actually said i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. and you did it and that's the price you pay but then like uh like take a look at social media we see that um um most of the things that people post some are just for to get likes or it's my personal beliefs should they really have to interfere with what i do at work not necessary but some employers they would want you to go to event, to events you know mm-hmm. like say you're in an institution there's an event coming up and they sent you to that event and then somebody recognizes you from one of your interesting <laughs> posts you know and you're representing that institution and then people start saying oh this is has these type of people so people kind of So then your your image then uh, exactly, affects your exactly your your personal image as much as social media is personal and private it affects your career as well because nowadays as much as they say somebody who's on online is not the real person but what you do online and what you say says a lot what you think yeah reflects I, a lot. Mm, I think I have to go recheck my <laughs> my social media and see that uh, whatever I post because I am a person maybe because I'm a journalist and yeah. Well, I I say what I want. If I say something else. But I think I need to revisit my social media accounts <laughs> and just make sure that everything is in check. So no, just just be I can say as much as it's personal, just try to be professional on the social and media sometimes. as well because you never know. Because your future employer may go online and say, uh, this person, you know, there are those people who go online saying, I'm looking for a job, uh, this is what I have. And then those employers can see it and say, oh, let me just check his personal background. And he sees your posts from a long time and like, oh, okay. They, they, they suppose they <laughs> yeah suggestive <laughs> pictures yeah and those can say oh which then leads to another area that actually damages one's career you mm-hmm. know if you have such suggestive pictures and this is from something i've seen mm-hmm. you can get employed because you're that type of person who posts things on social media which are suggestive you can then have your bosses or employers going the extra mile saying oh but you're a suggestive person this is who you are you know why are you trying to hide this it happens yeah and in that it really happens a lot like um i remember when my friends and i were on attachment and some would complain that hey, you guys you know i as much as i love journalism i don't want to go in the newsroom because you know as much as i'm wearing suggestive clothes or whatever that i post 
it's suggestive. Um, then the next thing, my boss is just going to come up and me and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. It yeah. happens, which then leads to stories coming out in the H Metro. Mm-hmm. As much people want to complain about how bad most of these tabloid uh, papers are, but that's what's there. You know, like, oh, this employee and this boss were found doing A, B, C, D. You know, it happens because somebody between the two of them would have made some suggestions, maybe because of their actions or behavior or something. Well, um, I don't want to be in a compromising situation where I have to accuse my boss of sexual harassment or in Why the not? end... Huh? Why not? Well, I, like, um, let's say um, I'm a person who was flirty or I, I dress which is a which is a risk <laughs> yeah let's just say I'm a person who's flirty and my dressing kind of suggests that um, I, I would want you to come on to me but that's not really what I want but it's just the way I dress and then <laughs> and then, then the boss just comes on to me and then I I'm scared to report him for sexual harassment because um, I don't want to end my career how how then does um let's say you as the HR person handle such cases because we I don't want to end my career but this then what's going on? Well, I I have heard such cases before by the Boston says, but look what the employee was dressing, the messages they were sending, you know, they were all suggestive, you know, what was I supposed to do, you know? And if you go into a legal court, and they look at that, I've seen like quotes that say okay it's, it's a two-way option it's, it's it's interesting because why were you doing this if you're saying that's who i am then why don't you just change it when you're in a work environment because mm-hmm. you're a professional mm-hmm. you know yes you're flirty out there but why try to do that within the work setting mm-hmm. because you're putting a wrong image of yourself like i said it's you make a choice and sometimes you need to know who you are as much as you can be all flirty and all fun going you know sometimes you just need to know yourself and try to panel beat yourself when you're in the working environment to avoid such scenarios because at the end of the day yes you can have a situation whereby you you accuse the boss of sexual harassment and they can counter like oh but look at your texts or look at your the way you're dressing you know what, what are we supposed to think you know, how we didn't know we're supposed but to respond. But based on assumptions, it's just an assumption. I didn't say yes. I didn't say yes. No. I'm assuming yes, mm-hmm. but your dressing is also is it's also saying so. <laughs> Who, if we're gonna throw you like that into any environment, mm-hmm. what will people say? I'm not saying it's correct what most bosses do. do. I'm not defending them, but what I'm saying is sometimes, as much as the bosses are in the wrong, sometimes to an extent you need to look at yourself. What mm-hmm. did you do wrong? Because nobody in, in their right mind can just come on to a person and say, "No, you just you. I just I, I I like you, you know, and try to make moves on you." Maybe if you're dressed properly or not saying anything that's suggestive, it's the problem of the boss, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're also wearing suggestive clothes, it can be the problem of the boss who doesn't respect his employee and wants that office relationship. It also shows what kind of environment you're in you're in yeah and you yourself you need to know are you going to accept this or not it's 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 a slippery slope okay so i was reading somewhere where they were saying that um like 
qualifications like if you have uh, too much like you have so many degrees and masters and whatsoever it somehow makes you unemployable says who <laughs> i just saw it online <laughs> well, that um like they'll be saying that uh you too like you're overqualified or something like that there's nothing called overqualified you know in every job there's what we call a job fit or organization fit mm-hmm. you're one of the two although most organizations prefer a job organization fit for an employee mm-hmm. who fits both within the organization and the job the job it's rare to say somebody's overqualified if you're saying you're overqualified that means you've got too much experience you've got too much understanding and if we work with you you might take my job <laughs> that's what you're basically saying because nobody's overqualified you know you're qualified to a certain extent you know if people say no you're too qualified for this job it means they feel a threat to you. like i can give an example mm-hmm. if you're working in the ngo sector mm-hmm. and you just have a, a diploma or an undergrad degree and then bosses start hiring guys with masters mm-hmm. working towards phd those who the academics who can then bring out a lot of materials mm-hmm. you know with an organization those guys who are diplomas or undergrads will f- kind of feel threatened you know and they wouldn't want to work with such guys like i know the, these guys are going to take our jobs you know that's been, i mean you can hire an intern who has a masters mm-hmm. you know and you're the boss and you just have a basic diploma how does that feel you know you're like no that's when that's when the overqualified statement comes in like no uh-huh. you're overqualified for this post because you're too good because basically what they're saying is which is in my opinion that you should be seated here and i should be seated there. there that's their view <laughs> Okay so um you you mentioned social media and pictures and stuff so what else does what else are some of the things that people can do that may just end your career and may own make and make you unemployable if so Well I know from like guys who work in I was actually having this discussion with one of my friends mm-hmm. uh like I asked them that the, the same question like what would you what would you think things that one does to end their career and then they were like well stealing a client from your bosses you know you can be in a, like a consulting institution mm-hmm. you know and then uh, and uh, somebody wants uh, some consultation work done he comes he or she comes and then they say uh this is what i need to be done and then they charge like this is our fee what way what way and like okay then you who who knows the same person goes behind your bosses and say well i can do the same job but at a cheaper rate but isn't that sort of uh how business works <laughs> yes it's business but now this is where the issue comes of corporate governance mm-hmm. and ethics within okay. an institution mm-hmm. you're employed within an organization Yes. You're employed to serve the interests of that organization. As much as your interests are there, when you sign a contract, you're basically saying my services are to this institution, mm-hmm. you know. And usually most institutions have that code of conduct that say, that state you cannot uh take a, oh, a client, client or even if you leave, there's a clause called the restraint of trade. Like after you leave our institution, you cannot do similar work for a year or 6 months you know because of competition after that period you're then allowed to to compete because i know from experience uh, some guys worked for a consulting company and then they were doing the work well and they had their differences within that organization and then they left mm-hmm. when they left um the clients wanted to follow them like 
no we want to continue working yeah we always see it in the movies <laughs> exactly like, i want to go this side but if your client your contract doesn't state that you have a restraint of trade you're allowed to but most people like no i'm a, i'm under a restraint of trade clause i can't help you you know but there are ways around it which i won't mention you know <laughs> come on you should because you know? it's, it's, it's it's a slippery slope you know i've seen people who know how to get out of it mm-hmm. you know and it happens there are ways of every law there's a way around it if if you really want to look at it especially in the employee context there are ways around certain guidelines rules and regulations but at the end of the day it's not about bending the rules but it's about you being adjusted to to that institution and the, oh, and the rules like that it, bending the rules <laughs> <laughs> you can bend the rules sometimes rules are meant to be bent mm-hmm. sometimes you know but at the end of the day you cannot just keep bending the rules to suit yourself you can't i see well guys <laughs> i i guys i hope you take notes for by the time we publish this i hope everyone who's listening out there will get to take notes and make sure that um they just make sure that they are safe they do things that make them keep their jobs because we need that job to get the money and the money to <laughs> <laughs> take yes. care of you so um before we round up any one last um take home issue you want to say well i just want to say to any employee out there before or when you're working know who you are know the environment you're working in and know your empl- your fellow employees because it, that determines how your career is going to go if you work well with others that's great if you don't well it, like i said there's always a price to pay every choice you make in every action there's always a reaction it's it's basic physics <laughs> and basic human elementary right. what you do always has a reaction okay guys um well my take home is i make sure that um you study the environment you work in so that you make sure you fit in properly if your character doesn't really fit properly then panel bitch yourself to make sure that you keep your job safe and you make sure that you are safe and whatever whether it's language you use clothes you use or poaching clients whatever it is <laughs> uh, make sure that you don't do things that will jeopardize okay. your career in the end because you still need a job you still need to if you then want to move to another organization make sure that you have a um, good reputation to maintain that of yourself and it also reflects the organization you're coming from so guys right that was it for today uh, it felt good to be back and thanks so much for coming in thank you for inviting um, me so this was um career zim career zimbabwe initiative with partnership with Capital 263 where we free to say it and free to do it and don't forget to like our Facebook page our Instagram our Twitter our website and get those comments going so that we know what we need to improve or the shows we need to think that we need to talk about that should help your career and or your businesses and all that stuff so till till next time guys take care keep the faith and Be good to one another. Thank you. And now. Capital 263.